You know what time of the year it is. Fantasy football. How many fantasy football drafts have you done this year? I personally prefer doing best ball drafts, so I do them on DraftKings. You got the number one pick. Are you picking Justin Jefferson? Are you picking Christian McCaffrey? No, 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 no. Yeah, fantasy football is fun and all, but why are we wasting our time putting up $100 to possibly win $1,000 six months down the line? Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. We're, we're what, averaging not even $100 a month most of the time um, when we take second place? It's a waste of our time. How about we take this energy that we're putting into fantasy football and we build our fantasy portfolios with the best companies in the world giving us passive income? Does it sound like a good idea? Well, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to All In Society. I'm your host, Claude Winston. Join me as we dive into the thrilling world of poker, expand our financial intelligence, and unlock secrets to a healthier lifestyle. Click the link in the episode description to view our website, leave your email to stay up to date on all upcoming products and services we offer. And guys, I am running crazy behind the scenes to get stuff started, but I'm also not going to just throw something in front of your face to have you buy it. And I haven't even built a community or built trust. So I'm trying to build community first before we lay out some products and I try to make some money off of something, right? That doesn't seem authentic to you. It doesn't seem authentic to me. So I want to provide value first, give you free game, um, learn some things along the way, share them with you. And then when I learn some, some, some heavy stuff, some secrets... Then we'll put that into something that I can package and hopefully give to you and hopefully you give back to me for all the value I provided. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page for all the full versions of all upcoming interviews, including the full version of my conversation with Yasser. If you guys need the links for allinsociety.com or my YouTube page, you can find them in the episode description. New episodes of All In Society podcasts drop Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday and Wednesday, we drop them at 8 p.m. And Friday, a little early at 5 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you follow the podcast, download all the episodes, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you like it, share it with your friends and family. And also, please leave a review. I would love that. If you'd like to tap in with me on my social media, such as Instagram and threads, you can find those links in the episode description as well. And last but not least, if you guys are planning a trip, make sure you check out my link for Travel Pro. They have high quality luggage and gear. In today's episode, we're going to go over Hurricane Idelia, keep me up to date on what's going on in Florida um, as of 5 p.m. Eastern. We're going to go over student loans a little bit the Apple event that's coming up September 12th. And as I discussed in the intro, we're going to touch on how to build our superstar, our fantasy, but not much fantasy. We're going to build a real portfolio that's going to give us passive income. And how did I do this? Where did I get this information from? The same link that I posted on my Facebook that never nobody clicked. Trapping Tuesdays, I'm telling y'all. Tuesdays, there's so much game that Trapper is giving us Wall Street Trapper. If you're not friends with me on Facebook, um, make sure you list, tap in and listen to me here. I will direct you in the right direction, whether it's Market Mondays, whether it's Trapping Tuesdays, um, whether you sign up with the EYL University, if that's what you're interested in. Uh, there's plenty of free game um, and plenty of free podcasts that are that literally can change your life if you just 
listen to the podcast and just black out an hour out of the day or read a book, read 50 pages a day. You would never, you wouldn't think how much information you would be able to retain and how much it's going to impact your life. So let's dive in guys. Hurricane Idelia. So Idelia continues to weaken as it moves over southeastern Georgia and is now a 70 mile per hour tropical storm, according to the 5 p.m. Eastern Advisory from the National Hurricane Center. I hope everybody in Florida left um, ahead of time that was in the in the course of the tropical storm or the hurricane that planned to go. I hope everybody's safe. Um, Praise goes out to all friends and family that is in that area. The storm will continue to bring the risk of freshwater flooding, storm surge, and strong winds to portions of Georgia and the Carolinas into Thursday. So again, please be safe. Um, If you guys are in Florida, you decide to stay home and you are in the vicinity where the storm is, uh, we'll keep you in your prayers tonight. Student loan payments. So student loan payments are due to resume soon. Make sure you are financially prepared. Uh, I don't want you guys to be sleeping under a rock or living under a rock and not understanding if you do have student loans that they're going to resume and they're going to be expected to get that money. If you have any money sitting in a savings account collecting dust right now, I have possible opportunity for you to pay off those monthly bills. Um, Stay tuned. And today, this episode, we are definitely going over disclaimer because I'm going to be sharing some information that, well, I'm going to show you, share you my experience first. And I hopefully in turn, you can, I gives you the confidence to give you the motivation, gives you the inspiration to do the same. But I'm not just doing this willy nilly. I've been, For the past year, past year and a half, I've been preparing myself to do exactly what I'm doing right now, and it seems to be going well. I know the one thing, and I don't want to dwell on this or feel like I'm gloating or anything like that, um, but I remember when I was going to college, and my my freshman year of college, I went to a university in Memphis, and I went out of state. Obviously, I was from Michigan. Um, I, I enjoyed my first year. But I wasn't exactly enthused to leave Michigan to go to school in Memphis. Now, if it was, you know, someplace nice like Florida or if it was out west, close like California or something like that, maybe it would be a different vibe, right? But Memphis, there wasn't really a lot going on. Uh, the campus was nice. I enjoyed it. There was a lot of good people that I, I met there my freshman year. Um but then I ended up coming back home and then my parents told me that I had to pay for school. And that's where my mind, my mind shifted. And I really, I really sat down. I remember, um, sitting down at home and just kind of thinking, I didn't really do a lot of reflecting with my, my peers or my, my, um, my friends, uh, cause a either there were some friends of mine that were close to me that really weren't going to school. And then there were other ones that were a lot smarter than me. I just kind of felt like I was the, the dumb kid. It was just kind of just going through the motions. It's, oh, it's time to go to college. It's, it's time to go get a degree. Uh, I never really was passionate about going to school. I just knew that was the next thing you're supposed to do once you leave um, high school. You know, you have to get a job. You have to, you know, become an adult. You can't just live, you know, under a bridge and, you know, think people are just going to give you food. You know, you got to support yourself. You have to be independent. And so during this time, I was heavily playing poker and I thought to myself, you know, I could go to school 
and I could rack up all this debt to get a degree where I'm really not passionate about. I don't really, I really had no idea what I really wanted to do. Right. Um, I was, I, I enjoyed playing sports, but I never played organized sports, but I thought I was athletic enough. If enough, if I really would have dedicated my time, I uh, probably would have done something with that and probably would have been able to get a scholarship, whether it was track and field. Um, I was terrible at basketball, but I think I was athletic enough. Not that my parents would have allowed me and not that it was a smart decision, but I think I probably could have done something in football as well. And whether it was being a wide receiver, kick returner on defense, but there was some things um, it's a, it's a violent sport. So I, I don't, in the, in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad I didn't choose to play sports and really dedicate my time because I was really passionate about that. I was really athletic. I loved just being out there on the field and just playing. Um, but if I really got into team sports and I had my, a little bit of success, I knew I would have took, I would have ran with it. And I'm not sure if that's really what I want to do with my life. It was just something I enjoyed doing. Um, but to get to the point, I, I made a decision that I didn't want to go to school because I really wasn't passionate about, you know, general business or at the time I was studying computer science. I wanted to learn how to like make video games and things like that. I thought, thought that was fun, but I don't know if that, I never really thought about how much, how much could I make? Is this a sustainable um, career or lifestyle that I could, I could live, but I did know that I could work in the casino industry. And so I made the decision to leave school and to learn how to deal cards. And in turn, I learned how to deal, um, I've, but it wasn't easy. At first, I wanted to become a poker player, and that took me a whole another journey um, down a path of really nothing. But at the same time, I was also very happy at this time. I wasn't very successful, but I was really finding myself. And that's why I think these years were very important. You know, some people, they leave. Um, I know some people, they leave high school and they go on these trips abroad. And some people graduate from college and then they take these trips abroad before they really get into their careers. And by leaving college and really kind of going into this rabbit hole of poker and finding myself, it really, I really locked in and I really became observant and I watched people who were successful. I watched people who were not successful and I, I soaked in all this information and I applied it to my life. And I think I was uh, successful at it. Um, I learned how to deal um, from dealing in a charity poker room. I left a charity poker room and then I started traveling the world series of poker circuit. And when I started traveling circuit, I instantly um, received, I guess, attention or I was accepted by that group, um, Miranda Miller. And I think it was, I think it was Patrick. They were working until still this day. I still talk to Miranda every once in a while. Actually, we talked on Facebook. She was asking about podcasts earlier this week. Um, but I will forever be grateful for her because she kind of took me under her wings and gave me the confidence and kind of set me, set me up and taught me, or showed me this is who you need to contact in order to get on the road with these people. So if it wasn't for Miranda, it's Miranda Miller or Miranda is now married to uh, Byron now. So I think her last name has changed. I think their last name is Tipton uh, off the top of my head. I can't think I'd have to look on Facebook, uh, but Miranda, she really, um, yeah, if it wasn't without for you, I don't know what I would have done. If you didn't take me in, if you didn't 
because I was just this shy kid. I was just kind of, I was there just doing my thing. Um, if she didn't take me under a wing and kind of say, hey, you can do these final tables and do this, 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 and that, I don't know where I would be right now. Um, so thank you, Miranda. I don't think I've ever told you that. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, but moving along, so I ended up, and you can see it on the website, I have a couple photos where I, that was my first circuit stop where I dealt the um, World Series of Poker. I don't remember if, what event it was. Maybe it was a final table in the main event or not. But it was at Harris uh, Atlantic City. I dealt the final table there. And from there, I just remember things kind of like took off from me. I started, I got into a group and worked in Oklahoma. I ended up working out in California. And by traveling on the road, then I started watching the poker players that were successful. And I started watching from them and learning. Well, I really de- deconstructed what they did. I watched what they were doing, how they were betting, how they um, reacted or how they didn't react, how they kept this stoic uh, manner at the table. And I kind of implemented that. Some of these things, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of clicking buttons, as they say, online poker players say, just kind of clicking buttons, not really knowing what I was doing until I really started talking to other players once I had a little bit of success and I really got, got the ball running. And 2015, I had success playing cards. And then 2016, I ended up um, moving on to MGM, moving here in Maryland to MGM and then took my skill sets from dealers. And I said, well, let's run with this. Let's become a supervisor. Okay. I've done this. Let's become a manager. All right. I did this. And then now I'm starting my own business and, and managing my own, um, my own portfolio now. Um, so long story short, why I don't think college is necessary is because I think you can find a skill. And at that point, once you find the skill, you master that or you get really good at that. And then you find a mentor. And then you learn from that mentor. And then hopefully from there, doors open from you. And then you kind of regurgitate this, this whole process over again. So like I said, I learned how to deal. And then I would say Miranda was my mentor, right? And then she kind of took me under her wings and showed me some things. And then she opened some doors for me. I opened those doors, walked through those doors, and that provided some other opportunities. And then, like I said, my passion was really playing poker, right? So now I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid to watch these players play, and I'm soaking in that information. I'm applying that to my own circumstance my own individual game and I'm becoming better and then I'm going out making money doing that and that's other income I'm having now right and all this time I'm learning how to invest in stocks I'm getting to real estate and other things whether it's other mentors or investing in in other in education for myself learning how to do more than just what I'm doing to the point where now I don't feel like I'd have to work for another person anymore now things change, things get tough. I might feel like I need to get a job or, or maybe I, I seek out a position and I learn from someone else because I want to learn how, a little bit more in real estate. So I'll find a, a job in the real estate industry. You understand what I'm saying? It's not, you don't necessarily always have to go to this four-year degree to get this inf- the information you need to pay your bills and to change your life and open your doors and, and provide other opportunities. So I just, for anybody that's out there, it's, it's listening to this podcast and thinking, you know, I don't really want to go to college. You're a young person. I don't really want to go to college or you're, you're considering going back to school, but it costs so much and you have a family to provide and you don't know how you're going to pay for all this. 
and I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do or it's not the right thing to do. I'm just saying that I think there's other opportunities. Um, there's other unconventional ways that you could probably get to the same place. All right, moving along. Apple sends invites for September 12th launch event. A new iPhone 15 is expected. So on Tuesday, Apple sent out invites for a September press event. As I said, they are expecting to announce the iPhone 15 and new Apple watches. And the launch will be streamed on Apple's website. The event will be held at headquarters in California on September 12th. The launch will be streamed on Apple's website at 1 p.m. Eastern. And Apple has pre-recorded videos to launch its iPhone since 2020. So it sounds like this is going to be pre-recorded. The new iPhone models likely branded as iPhone 15 are expected to use a USB-C charging port after European Union passed a landmark law in October requiring all mobile phones, tablets, and cameras sold in Europe to use USB-C for wire charging with a deadline of December 28th, 2024. Some of the new devices Apple debuts could be made of titanium, according to reports. The company could also announce new Apple Watch models at the event, including an updated version of the high-end Apple Watch Ultra. I hope they're actually going to provide a little bit more insight on the Apple Vision Pro as well. As I told you guys in some previous episodes, I, I am 100% buying that device. That device is going to be a game changer, and I think it's going to make it's going to make those meta oculuses. And I don't, you, I've never, to be honest with you, I've never used them, so I shouldn't even say this. But I think it's going to blow them out of the water. It's going to be so far advanced. I, I the the reason I want to use it is because I think I'm going to be able to watch sports, like specifically NBA, like on front court. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking for the other applications that I could use in my own personal business or in life in general. Apple also typically releases a new version of iOS for iPhones at the September event. This year, the iOS 17 software includes a more visual caller ID called Contact Posters, better autocorrect, and a new journaling app. So I'm looking forward to definitely uh, seeing what Apple is rolling out. And since I knew that they were rolling out new devices soon, I, I just had a feeling Apple stock was going to start running up because it was it dropped pretty much pretty significantly. And sure enough, it has. Um, so that's what we're going to move right into that now. How to build a portfolio. So uh, last night, as I mentioned, Trapping Tuesdays. If you don't know what Trapping Tuesdays is, um, it's Wall Street Trapper. This is a a gentleman who he has a show every Tuesday on YouTube, and he also has podcasts as well. He has a Patreon and some other courses. He teaches um, investing, and he teaches pretty much he teaches you the stock market. He teaches you options. He teaches you the long game. Um, he does some trading too. Um, so if that's something that you're if you're interested in. He breaks it down very digestible. And if you are a fan of like hip hop and, you know, the hip hop or rap community or and culture, you will you will really enjoy his production, his show on Tuesdays. Um, he has 
um, a guy on there, I guess for lack of a better word, it's his DJ, and they bring fresh beats every um, episode. He makes it fun. He makes it um, entertaining. I'm just, I'm telling y'all, if you want, you're watching, you're watching BS on TV. I know you are. You're watching BS on TV every night. And you probably, even during the football season, I don't even watch a lot of football. I'll probably watch, I'll watch a Lions game and I'll watch 30 minutes of it. And then I'll walk, I'll probably either fall asleep or I'll go do something else during that. Or I'm probably playing cards while I'm playing it. And then I'll watch the end of the game to see if, how much they're going to lose by, you know, it's, it's rinse and repeat. But that stuff is not, it's not changing your life. It's not moving the needle anywhere. I don't care if you have money on the game. It's irrelevant. It's not matter. That little money that you got in the game is not going to change your life. So I need y'all to like, wake up. I shouldn't have to talk to you this way. Like, why am I like begging you guys to open your eyes and really lock in? Like, do you not listen to you to the news? Do you not realize what's going on outside today? It is a scary world out there and nobody is going to save us. Nobody. There's no Superman. There's no Superwoman. Those Marvel characters, they they are fictional. They are not here to save the day, and they're sure not going to fix the the government. (laughs) And I don't want to get into my soapbox or get down that um, get down that road. But let's uh, let's refocus. Um, So I definitely, you guys should definitely tap into Trapping Tuesdays. Just listen to it once. Just watch it once. If now, I'm, I will say this. It is long. Sometimes the episodes are two and a half hours long, three hours long. In the first, like, 30, 40 minutes of it, he's just kind of motivating you. But some of the messages, sometimes, I'm telling you, one time I was almost, he had me wanted to, to kind of run through a brick wall. And in the past episodes, I've discussed what he was talking about. But he was basically discussing... um out in the wild, you have the lions, you have all these preys. But who is the greatest hunter? It's the wild dogs. And he explains why the the wild dogs are more powerful than the lions. Um, because they, they hunt in packs. And he, he goes deep into this. And just the uh, the metaphors and, and, and everything he uses, it was a, it's a fire conversation. And if you're interested in it, I believe I, I'll, I'll have to find the, the episode for you guys real quick. Hold on. This is this impactful. I want to find it for you. It was a couple weeks ago. Traps on episode 58. And I believe it's like episode 56. I believe it's episode 56 is about two weeks ago. Like I said, he releases the episode every Tuesday. I believe it's episode 56. So make sure you check out episode 56. If not, go back to 55 and, and listen to it and check it out. It is a it is a fire, fire episode, y'all. The beat is hot. He uses them. Kanye 808 beats is the heavy beats. Uh oof. I'm telling you, it was it was a vibe. I was feeling at that episode. And he also provide gave you some good game um on the stock market too. And he teaches you. I learned something every episode. Um, Mondays, listen to Market Mondays. That's Earn Your Leisure. Uh, you guys, if you listen to a podcast, you know I just came back from Invest Fest. Um, that was uh, brought to you by Earn Your Leisure, Troy and Rashad, and the master investor, Ian Dunlop. They put on an amazing um, conference. It was it was a great conference. wasn't as good as... I didn't. I thought the the last year's was better. A lot of t- This year, they had like basketball players, football players talking... Things, I mean, they were valuable. It was valuable, insightful conversations, but it really wasn't anything that was uh, um, really 
impactful for me. Uh, but building your portfolio. So we were talking about, so right now it's, it's fantasy football season, right? And so Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler's up there. Um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jalen Hurts. Those are top guys that are, um, they're going to be drafted in the like, f- top 10, right? So what about, what are the top 10 stocks? What are the top 10 companies? Do you guys know? Like for me, it would be uh, Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, uh, Amazon, Meta, a lot of the tech companies, right? Uh, with those huge, huge market caps. Apple has a market cap at almost three trillion. It's coming back from where it was. It was three trillion, and it dropped below to like two point five. I think it got down to uh, past couple of weeks or so. Um, Nvidia is creeping up there. It's at one point two million market cap. Microsoft's at two point four market cap. So these guys are are chasing Apple. I don't know who's going to be the who's going to reach them at three um, three trillion market cap. Um, Microsoft is definitely the closest, but. NVIDIA is making some money. They are, they are definitely coming. And I think Tesla, um, Tesla could, could be coming pretty soon too. And they have, they have a $815 billion market cap. And if these, if General Motors, Ford, if the, if there's a strike and these automotive companies, cause Tesla's not part of that union. If, if these automotive companies can't produce cars and Tesla's out here just producing, 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 and to the point where they can produce a car that is significantly cheaper and and it's affordable for the masses, woo! Tesla's going going to shoot up. At least that's my my, my that's my theory. Uh, but while we're sitting here t- researching, you're probably buying these magazines. You're probably going on ESPN, NFL.com, looking at stats and watching games from last year and taking all this time, to be honest with you, that is wasted to figure out who are the best players um, to construct your team. So what I'm saying is all that time that you're de- devoting to your fantasy teams, all that money that you're probably putting into these fantasy teams in the grand scheme of things on the long run, you're making peanuts you play a hundred. You put a. You play a hundred dollar. Um, it's hundred dollar entry to get into the league. First place is a thousand dollars. Um, season starts in September. You don't get paid till January. That's how many months? Um, September, October, November, December, January. That's five months. So you're making what? Two hundred dollars a month. What are you gonna do with that? You boy, you gonna you gonna take you and your family out to a nice meal once or twice? That's about it, right? But instead, if you the same amount of time and same amount of effort that you put into constructing these fantasy teams. Why don't you construct your own stock portfolio? Well, Trap showed you exactly how to do that in this episode. He brought out the whiteboard and he showed you how to break down your portfolio. And in doing so, I did it along with him. And I'm going to share with you exactly what I did with my portfolio. I am so... I told you guys earlier this month that I, well, left my previous employer. And so I had money in my 401k. I had money in my traditional 401k and then I had money in my Roth 401k. And so I've, I feel confident that I could manage that money myself instead of leaving it in my, uh, in that, that 401k plan. So I didn't take out everything. 
I wasn't that confident. I just took out the Roth portion. So that was equivalent about, excuse me, it was just like six seventeen thousand dollars And I already put some money in my 401k already this year. And so I've been managing about $23,000 myself. Have I done this before? No. How did I learn how to do this? By watching Trapper and listening to EBIL. And tapping in, and I've read a ton of books, multiple books. If you guys want to know what books, um, you can reach out to me, and I'll basically I'll tell you exactly what books I've been reading. But I've been reading my ass off. I've been researching, and I've been preparing myself for this literally since last Invest Fest, maybe even before last Invest Fest. And so, just like your your fantasy team, right? You you have your you're probably your first two, your first three players are going to lead your team each and every week, right? And so in your portfolio, you need leaders as well. And so in this Roth portfolio, I have, uh, I basically have a top three. I call it the leaders. I have two role players and then I have a bench. So I construct this, but 45% of my portfolio is going to be, allocated towards my leaders, my leaders, 16% will be allocated towards my role players and 14% will be my bench players. And I'll have 25% left over in a cash position just sitting on the side, just in case things go sour or there's some buying opportunities. I have cash just sitting waiting for me. Okay. So it's a hundred percent total. 45% leaders, 16% role players, and 14% bench. So as of right now, I love Apple. Apple, I I hold, let me me open this up for you guys right now. So overall, oh Lord, of course it's going to sign me out. I got you, just one moment guys. So I love Apple. Um, I've been... Buying Apple, I've been buying the dip. It's basically, it's my road towards 100 shares. And we're pretty much a third of the way there right now. So we'll go over just total amount of shares that I have, not just in my Roth. I have 39 shares of Apple currently right now. Um, it's value, valued at just just over $7,300 in my total portfolio. I have two portfolios right now. I have this Roth por- portion, and then I'll I'll... I'll talk about the other portfolio as well. So 20% is in the, uh, out of the 45% going towards my leaders in this portfolio, 20% was going to be allocated towards Apple. 13% I'll have in Google or Alphabet. And then 12% will be in Tesla. Okay. And those are my leaders for this portfolio. So Apple, Google, and Tesla. Apple's going to lead the charge of 20%. Google's alphabet's going to hold 13%. And then Tesla's going to hold 12%. Now, my role players, I have two role players. Like I said, 16%. And they're both going to have 8% each for the total of 16%. So 8% is going to go towards American Express. And 8% is going to go towards NVIDIA. And I just bought these shares not too long ago. Um, I brought it at the, it's up there, guys. But I think NVIDIA has a lot of room to run. There's a lot of money coming in. AI is 
AI is running right now. Um, so some kind of some of the things that go over right now before we go any deeper is that I'm trying to diversify my portfolio because I don't want all my portfolio. I don't want my, I don't want to be heavily invested in tech stocks. So Apple, Google are tech Scott, tech Scott, excuse me, tech stocks. Tesla is consumer discretionary. AXP American express, I believe is consumer discretionary as well. And then Nvidia is a tech stock. So we're, we're still pretty heavy tech here, but I've, I've, I've spread it out a little bit by adding American Express up here instead of like a a Microsoft or a Meta or something like that in the role players. I have American Express as my role player at 8%. And we might drop down, well, you you this doesn't have to be set in stone, right? So say like I said, we have 8% in American Express, we have 8% in Nvidia, but Nvidia is running it's just running and it's running and Tesla's not really doing anything or maybe it drops because Tesla's really volatile. Well, if Nvidia's running, I'm not going to just continue to sell the shares. I'm going to let it run and I'll probably put it toward, let it run towards that 12%. Now, if it gets in, I'll swap Tesla with Nvidia. Now, if Nvidia starts running even harder, now it's probably all right. And you need to take a little bit of profits because I can't have it running over Google and I sure as hell can't have it running past um, Apple at 20%. So that's where you're going to have to ma- actively manage this. Um, it's not something kind of like set and forget it. Now, this is a buy and hold portfolio, so I won't be moving it too much. But I do want to just check back and make sure that your none of my stocks are, are running crazy. The last thing you want is that you have NVIDIA that's supposed to be 8% of your, your portfolio, but it's running at 30% because it is just on fire next year um, because, uh, of, because of AI and all of these um, big companies just buying all these chips, buying, 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 buying all the, um, the chips that are necessary to, to drive the AI innovation forward. So I just want, I wanted to hit on that. And then on the bench, um, 14% is allocated to the total bench. Um, and in that bench, we'll have, we'll have Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, Roblox. Um, that's going to be a long-term hold. And Disney, another long-term hold. Um, Disney's got a lot of work to do, but I believe in Bob Iger. I believe in that team. I believe they have a lot of assets, such as ESPN and and you no, know, Disney itself, Marvel, um, all the other IP intellectual um, property that they have. I believe that Disney's going to turn it around, but it's just going to take a. It's just a matter of time, guys. It's just a matter of time. So I'll be I'll be patient with them. All right. So that's in that portfolio, and like I said, I'll have twenty five percent sitting back, just waiting for some buying opportunities. All right, so we're going to move into my other portfolio. And this is the, basically, this. so the Roth, you can't take anything out, right? For this portfolio, I can, I'm not, to be honest with you, I don't know what type of account this is. This is just a, it's a non-retirement account. I'll just leave it at that. And so that means I can, I can sell and I can pull this money out. Now, I'm going to have to pay taxes and things because of that. But this is the account that I want to run and it's kind of for passive income 
and I don't, I'm not going to do a lot of like selling this. I'm going to pretty, pretty, pretty much if I sell anything here, I'm selling it and leaving it in as cash position and I'll just reinvest it. That's what I'll be doing with this account. Now, every once in a while, I'll probably take some out and maybe, you know, invest in something else outside of stocks. Maybe I'll get into real estate. Uh, maybe I want to, no, I don't really think, no, I'll never do that. Um, I was going to say, maybe I want to take a, play like a really big poker tournament or something like that, probably, but I'll probably do something else. I'll just use that with my, my poker funds. I'll have to have to, you know, build up or save up for a trip using money that I, uh, that I make from playing a tournament or cash games, um, over time, um, or taking a, a trip or something like that. But this is really money that I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make money. I'm going to sell it when, when I feel that I need to sell the, sell the position and then I'll reinvest that money. And then hopefully this thing just snowballs and compounds is something amazing. So currently right now, the, the portfolio is sitting at, um, just over $8,000, in this portfolio, this is really pretty much, I'm going to use this essentially like a, well, it's not a savings account, but instead of, and I want you guys to think, and I've, we talked about this in a, in a previous episodes, but Apple savings um, account gives you four and I believe 4.5% APY. So I, there's no reason to keep your money in a bank of America or a chase savings account because you're not getting any interest in that. So move your money over to, the Apple savings account or other accounts that are giving you some type of interest for holding your money there. And then something else that I think you guys should be doing is just every month buying the S and P 500 every month, one, one share S and P 500, one share S P 500, one share S and P 500. So every year you should be basically buying 12 shares of S and P 500. Now, if there's times where it's a, it dips and you feel like it's an opportunity, then you buy a couple shares more and maybe you end up with 15 shares of the S and P 500. But think of moving your money out of your savings account where it's not doing anything. And this is where I was talking about earlier. Um, If you have money sitting in the bank and it's not doing anything, move it to the Apple account. And so you can collect interest and that can be some, you can use some of that money to pay off those student loans or put it into the SP 500. You should be getting a nice uh, contribution every year. If you have significant amount in there, maybe it can pay off all of your student loan payments for that year. Instead of just leaving money in the bank, then it's not collecting anything. So just something to consider. So if for this account, I'm trying to, I want this one a lot more diversified, but I'm, it's, that's easier said than done. Cause some of the stocks that I, that I pick, I'm trying to, oh, I, also, this is another thing that I wanted to say. I'm trying not to hold more than 10, 10 stocks. I, I can't keep track of more than 10 stocks. I can't do all the research, understand what's going on each quarter and keep up to them. If I have more than 10 stocks. So try to keep it at 10 stocks max. Now that might be might be difficult when you're managing multiple portfolios, right? Maybe you end up like ten to fifteen. Um, just make sure you have a hard cap and make sure you don't just you're not buying over buying and buying too many stocks, or you can't really do your research and really understand exactly what the company's doing, how they're doing, how they're making their money. If they're if if your story has changed, why you bought the 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 company in the first place. So for this one, for this uh, portfolio, we're going to allocate 45% to the leaders, 35% to the role players, and then 20% 
to the bench. We don't have a cash allocate. Um, we don't have cash reserves for this one because I'm basically my cash reserves would be just money that from my a savings account or money, just income that I have. I, I can just move this money from off the street. So I'm not having money stashed away for a rainy day for this. I can pretty much just pull money from my my checking accounts um, in, and buy what I need to buy. Um, so for this one, I'm not really worrying about having money left over. For now, my 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 retirement account, the buy and hold account, yes, I want cash reserves there 100%. This one, I'm not going to have as much money in the account. This is kind of my... Um, this is a, I'm going to reevaluate this account every year and every year is going to be different, right? So for, for this, for this portfolio, I might start with the stocks that I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, and they're pretty much the same stocks we discussed. Like I said, I I'm holding the same 10 stocks, but it's going to be allocated differently. So for this one, I'm, I might start with the 10 stocks that we're going to discuss, but for that's for this year next year it might be a different story it might be a different environment next year and those the stocks that i have this current year might not be successful or profitable next year i'm um, just like right now nike stock is terrible uh, i don't believe it was terrible last year um disney stock not doing good this year well to be honest with you hasn't really been doing that good for the past five years or so but um some a lot of things has changed in disney they're pr- pretty much rethinking their company as a whole um they're <laughs> They're getting in businesses and doing things and looking at um, their company from a different perspective. Um, So it's just kind of the same thing. So for the leaders, 23% is going to be allocated to S&P 500. And um, that'll be specifically ETF called VOO, Vanguard's um, ETF for the S&P 500. It's going to be 23% there. And then I'll be heavy Tesla as well in the stock. So 22% is going to go to Tesla. So the S&P 500 is pretty heavy tech stocks. So I wanted the other leader to be non-tech, even though Tesla is a when you think about a grand scheme of it, it is a is a tech stock, but it is its sector is consumer discretionary. Um, so I'm based on I'm a I I'm going to I'm going to trust the experts in in the things that I've been hearing about what Tesla is working on and. And just Elon himself, I think he's he's pretty brilliant, right? And the brand itself, um, it has a huge following. Uh, I'm I just I'm riding with Tesla. I'm being a little bit riskier with this portfolio. It's I'm not going to have this the same amount of uh, funds that I'm going to have in my 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 401k. So we're we're taking some flyers with this one. The role players now believe now listen to this. My leaders is the S and P hundred, S and P five hundred, and Tesla. My role players for this, and that's why I'm not too worried about not taking or about being risky with Tesla. It's Apple, Google, and Microsoft. Those are my role players. So nineteen percent is going to be allocated towards Apple. I'm, I told you I'm heavy Apple. Nine percent is going is Google, and seven percent Microsoft. So those are all techs, right? So we're we're super heavy tech in this portfolio, and I'm just gonna ha- I'm gonna have to be very um, I'm gonna have to watch this portfolio quite a bit. But why I'm heavy in techs in this portfolio is because I started with this portfolio, and some of my positions in Apple and Microsoft and yeah, Apple and Microsoft I'm not willing to sell. 
I got in at a very good price and I do not want to sell. Like I'm not selling any of my Apple stock. I'm not selling it. Nope. Can't make me not doing it. Yeah. I'm not selling any of the Apple stock. All right. Moving right along to the bench. Like I said, 20% is going to be allocated towards the bench. And I basically, Oh Lord, my math is not good. I had 5% here, but then I have, five uh stocks so we're gonna have to mark this down to four percent but they're all even and we're sitting with roblox american express amazon disney disney and meta so that is uh my portfolio we're gonna see how how it goes right now we are we are profitable so i'm not i'm not mad at it um just last week it wasn't looking good no we weren't in the red very much um probably like less than 2% in uh, my my large portfolio, the Roth 401k portfolio. But right now, um, just in the, in the baby portfolio, right, the annual income producing portfolio, I like to call it, we're up 10% um, on realized gains right now. And for the Roth, we are up 2.9%. So like I said, this was, they were both running a lot higher than this, but once I started putting in money, um, and buying a lot, um, of the shares, um, from when I was previously bought and I had those really good shares, it started bringing down or started raising my, um, my, the average cost of each of my, um, uh, positions. And so my, my gains had diminished. So we're still doing pretty good. It's just the fact that I've just been buying, um, aggressively and, and a lot more. Um, so say for instance, uh, we'll go back to the entire portfolio and I'll just kind of give you an idea, um, what I'm getting at. Just, we'll talk about Apple specifically. So right now, year to date, Apple is, uh, Hold on a second. Sorry, guys. Apple is up year to date 44%. All right. Um, some of these, now it's not a lot of shares that I'm holding. Um, I've pretty much been on the ride almost the entire year. So January, pretty much February, it was January 31st. Uh, bought a share. Um, that price was $143. Apple is currently at $187. So that's up 30%. I bought it at 148. That's up 26%. Bought it at 151. That's up 24%. So I've been holding on to these for, for a little bit of time. Now it's not a lot of shares, but when I started adding on, Later on with uh, more money, this is like my last purchase was the 24th 24th of August, and that was three shares, and I bought it at, the price was 180, almost 181, and that's already up 3%, almost 4% right now, and so when you buy those three shares at 180, but I have those other shares that I bought, and they were like 140, well, it brings my, my average cost up, right, so it's not showing that I'm up as much as I as the 20% um, that I was up when I bought earlier this year. 
So it's kind of weighing in to my, um, my profits. Um, but we're still doing pretty well. Uh, a couple of the other ones, I was doing really good with Microsoft. I think we ended up selling some of it. I love it. I'll say I'll sell Microsoft, but I won't sell Apple. I guess because I, you know, I'm on my iPhone every day. I have my uh, my MacBook. I use my AirPods. You know, I'm Apple everything all day long. And I have an Apple device in my hand, so I guess that's why Microsoft. I'm not really, you know, it doesn't feel the same. Even though I use a lot of Microsoft um, technology and products as well. Uh, but yeah, um, shares of Microsoft one twenty seven twenty three up thirty two percent. Two two twenty three up twenty seven percent, and then I buy some other shares um, recently, and they're only up two percent. So, but that I just it's investing is easy, guys, and you don't even have to do all this. It's very simple. You can buy two index and two tech stocks, and just buy and hold. So you could buy Apple. I would suggest buying Google or Apple and Microsoft, Apple and Tesla, um, and then buy two index. You buy the S&P 100, S&P 500, and you could buy uh, the NASDAQ or you could buy the Dow um, and just and just sit back and chill. That would be good enough. So ball's in your court. You guys can continue playing fantasy football, wasting your damn time watching football and getting frustrated for nothing or you can put your your work your hard-earned money to work get passive income make money and guess what then you can start funding your fantasy football and you can watch football and get paid to watch football money's trickling in while you're not doing a damn thing you're just sitting on the couch then that's the time where you can't afford to watch football and stuff. But if you guys don't have money working for you while you're not at work, punched in, physically doing something, you don't, you cannot afford to be going out, partying, going to the club, getting bottle service, or buying those new Nikes that you don't need, or drinking, or or going to Disney World, or taking these long, lavish trips. You can't afford to do that. You got student loans coming back in? Well, you can't afford to do this. Are you are you a renter? Or are you do you own your home? If you're renting, you sure as hell cannot afford to be playing fantasy football. Every dollar you have, you need to be finding out how can I get out of renting? Because rent the average cost of rent right now is two thousand dollars. You know how much it costs for me to live? How much for me to pay my mortgage? Fifteen hundred dollars. I pay five hundred dollars less for you to rent for me to hold to own a home. Isn't that backwards? Isn't that backwards? No one is here to save us. No one is here to save the day. You have to save yourself. The government is not here for you. You guys, you keep, you, you vote for whoever you want to vote for, Republican, Democrat. I don't, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who, where I fall in, uh, which political aisle I stand in. To be honest with you, neither one of them are going to save your day and really do anything that's really going to move, move the needle. Everybody's playing a game and they're out for themselves. Open, we need to open our eyes. We got to work together. You need to watch Trap. You need to watch EYL because they are literally here every week, 
giving you free game to change your life. And all they're doing is waiting on the sidelines for you to be to the point where they can, you can come to them and say, all right, I'm ready. How can I help you build this? And how can we build something together so we can build generational wealth? If you have children, I don't have children. If you have children, your job every single day is to be figuring out how do I leave a fortune for my child and how do I raise my child to be able to manage that fortune and don't blow it for the next generation. That's what your job should be. I don't have children. So pretty much I'm building all this to pass it on to my niece, whether she wants to take the business on or she or I just I build this business and I sell it and I can pass this money on to her. That's what I plan on doing. If I don't have children of myself or of my own or I plan to give it away to to some people um, in need. um, Young. Scholars. People are going to change the world. And do some positive things in this life, in their lives. That's what I plan on doing. If I can't bring a, my own child into this world, I at least want to help some other people that I feel like are doing big things that are going to impact lives and change other people. And that's why I'm trying to, you know, the All In Society gives. I'm, um, I don't know if I've told you guys about this. I thought I spoke about it in the other podcast. Um, but every time I have a great session at MGM, I I go and I seek out Miss Charlene. Miss Charlene is the EVS employee, and she's probably my parents in age, if not older. And to my eyes, she has no business being in there. Now, I've never asked my Miss Charlene is she there working because she it's something to keep her busy and you know out of the house, or is Miss Charlene working there because she has to work there? I can't. I I just naturally I just want to naturally assume Miss Charlene's there because she wants to be there. And at the end of the day, if I have a good score, I'll make sure that I go over there and give her $20, $25. Is it something to, to, to really move the needle? No, but at least she can get a, a decent meal, get something nice to eat before she go home, goes home that night. Just those little things. Going up to some of the dealers and make sure some of the new dealers that are hired, make sure they have everything that they need, um, that they're not struggling or everything's going good. You know, I don't have to do these things. I don't work there anymore, but I still care about these people. There was a young, uh, young lady there. She has an amazing personality, um, a young Asian dealer. I can't think of her name right now. She worked in table games, but she really wanted to become a, be a poker dealer. And she's a great, she's a great dealer. I watched her deal downstairs in table games. She was good. But when it came time to do her audition, um, she's just kind of frazzled and was moving too fast. She's confident, and I've done this myself, and kind of overconfident, just moving too fast, and she missed some things. But I saw her. I went to go play yesterday, and I saw her. And um, she didn't know who I was until I kind of took my, um, you know, my little my hat and my sunglasses off. And then she kind of she smiled, and she knew where I was. And so you know, I told her I was proud of her. She said, thank you. And, I can, you know, you really tell that. Because I worked with her, and I, you know, uh, a little bit, not much. She didn't need a lot, but it just kind of gave her the confidence boost because she was upset she didn't pass the audition. And to be quite honest, there's some that pass the audition that I don't think are going to be as great of dealers as her because she, not only does she has the the skill sets to do the job, but she has the personality. She has a great personality. I know she's going to make a lot of money. Um, so I was very excited to see her um, uh, yesterday going through training and and 
um, being able to definitely change her life because she'll make a lot more money uh, dealing cards than being in the uh, table games downstairs. Uh, last thing I wanted to do um, before we get into the mantra and do, uh, go over the disclaimer, I did shout out Dominique on Facebook today, um, but I definitely want to shout her out in this podcast as well. Um, I know we talked uh, briefly um, and she said she was going to start her own business so because she, she makes cupcakes i'm sure she does cakes and other things too but she does such an amazing uh job with those cupcakes they're so good so 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 good um so i definitely want to shout her out hopefully um she gets her ball run gets the ball running if she's not already with her business definitely going to support her um we'll definitely will interview her if she if she's interested in, in doing such in the future. All right, moving on to the mantra. I am an unstoppable force embarking on a thrilling journey of growth and unity. My ambition burns within me, pushing me to the breakthrough limitations and create opportunities that open doors to progress. I am guided by knowledge, fearlessly taking strategic risks and facing life's challenges with wisdom and determination. I value my body, nurturing it with strength and embracing my heritage. Together, we overcome obstacles, empowering each other to achieve greatness. I am the architect of my own destiny, weaving success and resilience. Within me lies the greatness to carve a future where possibilities know no bounds. Together, let's rise and take it to another level level Uh, we definitely are going over the disclaimer today 100 percent the information provided in the show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions the content presented may not be accurate complete or timely and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions investing involves risks and past performance is not indicative of future results any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations by participating in this show you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers remember life is one big session play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability and i promise family you'll come out ahead